Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7 WEEI. All right, back here in the Martin Kitchen Show. Some breaking news. Derek White out tonight for the Boston Celtics. He will not play against the Nets, um, reportedly because of the birth of his second child. And it's the first oh, game that he has missed since the birth of his first child uh, in the 2022 Eastern Conference Finals, I believe. And I think that might be the, uh, the first game he's missed as a Celtic in the regular season. The guy plays, so that's what's going on with the Celtics. They are out, Derek White, tonight. We are in with Matt, who's on the phone from War. Came out. Oh, hey guys. Yeah, D.Y., I tell you that that play you made against the Heat in the finals was one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, it's a um, shame that that couldn't have been. He's, he's so solid. Yeah. He's so... So I got on the Patriots. So I have a really bad feeling because if you ask people, like they'd rather they think it's either going to be Belichick or Mac or both not being with the team this year. Let's Why do I the customer position that and to both say are going to be back? Problem would be an understatement. See, his girlfriend had found her dream. What am I? Sorry about that. Sorry, Matt. Oh, oh no problem. No, no, uh, that's fine. But why do I have this bad feeling that both Belichick and Mac are going to be back next year? I'll give you reasons for both. Matt, I, um, I, I kind of feel the same yeah. way as you, dude. I kind of feel like they're both going to be here. I don't know if Mac will be the starter, uh, but honestly, it's time for both of them to go. Um, I, I am concerned yeah. that uh, I'm more concerned that Mac is going to be here and playing meaningful football than I am concerned about Bill being here. So if I had to pick That's... one or the other, I'll take Bill over Mac. But I think you're right. I think they're both going to be here. Hundred percent. Now it's it's really problematic that it's, it's so it's actually ironic too that Belichick is going for this record. But yeah, as a GM, he puts one of the three worst rosters in the NFL together. It's like a tractor pull, you know, trying to get to this number. But um, also, also when they just released the fact that he's paid a lucrative contract, you know, for him to leave would probably mean Kraft like paying him out, which I also think is highly unlikely. The thing with Mac, it's just like I, I can't stand. I, I hate to say I can't stand it, but like after the big win in Buffalo, I get it. You're excited. Everyone's excited. Go out, get hammered. You know, enjoy it. But he goes to the press conference, and I, I see, oh, it's like I always say, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, you know what I always say? Don't throw off your back foot and throw stupid interceptions game after game after game. Like, and the fact that, you know, I also find it funny, and I know all these guys do it, but, like, Orlovsky has, like, been singing his praises for so long, and then I don't know if it was by mistake he let it slip. Like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to Mac all the time, you know, just being his mouthpiece. But it's just like – um, and I'll just leave you with this. If you want to have a really disgusting argument, um, try to figure out who's better, Daniel Jones or Mac Jones. And you, you know Daniel Jones is getting $40 million. So, like, what is Mac worth? Honestly, like, is he going to get $30 million? He's, he's just, it's just crazy what's going on, but he's just not the guy. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, thanks for the call, Matt. Look, I'll say this. I would, I would be much more open to having Mac Jones here next year than Bill Belichick. That, it's as simple as that. I have... Bill really? Belichick, as appreciative as I am and as much respect as I have, I think it's over. I think the time has come where they need a change. They need a guy that can get wide receivers drafted and get a guy in here that is good on the offensive side of the football. I just think it's it's over for Bill Belichick. I'd, not that I'm in love with Mac Jones and what I've seen and having him stick around another whole season, 
I just don't want to look at his face for another year. Why does he always have to look like he's about to cry? You know? I don't know. Even when when he's getting hit, it's just like a cry. It's like a cry baby. I I can't even explain it, but it just... It always looks that way. Getting tackled, going down. It's always... Is he going to cry right now? Let's talk to Dave in Connecticut. We'll get Dave in here. Dave, hey. Good morning, guys. Um, you know, I was just thinking when the uh, gentleman was on the phone with you about the best Jones of all time in the NFL, had to be Deacon Jones. Well, I don't think he said best Jones of all time, did he? Um, <laughs> well, he was comparing Daniel Jones and... Uh, oh, okay. I, yeah, Deacon it, Jones. I mean, he could probably give you more than some of the guys on the team now, and he's dead. Uh, the inventor of the head you're, you're, you're right. You're right on the ball, though. Talking about your quarterback, there, it looks like he wants to cry every time he throws an interception and gets on the sideline. Um, you know, he wants a pity party, and uh, he better suck it up and uh, just stand up tall, and uh, you know, then he'll be fine. But uh, until then, he's and if he keeps acting like a baby, he's you know that's what's going to happen. Now, I'm not um, saying he's t- a baby. <laughs> I'm just saying he's, he looks like that sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I want to talk about um, Bobby Knight um, okay. passing away um, this week. Um, I don't know if you guys realize that two of the biggest names in Ohio State basketball passed away within a matter of days between Bobby Knight and Frank Howard. And I don't know if you guys re- are old enough to remember Frank Howard. Um, uh, I'm not old enough to like remember, remember, but I mean, I've read and... And I, I'll, I'll tell you no, this about Frank alive. Howard. I, I remember him as a kid. He held the bat like it was a toothpick. It was amazing, okay? No steroids. This guy did it all on sheer guts. And I got to meet him at uh, an All-Star game years ago. The nicest guy you'd ever want to meet, okay? God rest awesome. his soul. You know, you're talking, we're talking Bobby Knight and, and him. It's like two polar opposites. You know, I'm sure Bobby had his nice side about him, uh, but, you know, he always came across as being the bad guy. Frank Howard, never. Um, just the nicest soul. You could sit there and talk for hours with this guy about anything, uh, baseball, basketball. He played football at Ohio State, too. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, he, he was the first star at Ohio State, basketball-wise. And, you know, this before the days of Jerry Lucas, John Havlicek, he's averaging 20 a game at Ohio State, and then he was Rookie of the Year in uh, the Major Leagues in 62 for the Dodgers, and um, he, uh, he had quite the career, 60. playing for Ted Williams and uh, learning a lot from this, him. Did, did you like, let's keep it succinct, did you like Bobby Knight or no? I like Bobby Knight as a, as a coach. Uh, what he did uh, to Neil Reed in his practices, that's another story. That is another story. And that, you know, <laughs> Bobby Knight for the first 15, 20 years as being head coach, he started there in 71 in Indiana. By the time that he left in the late, um, I think it was 2000, 2000 um, last year, yeah. he, he had left Indiana. But um, from 91 until 2000, Indiana didn't show a lot. They made a Final Four once. But um, they were saying that because of what um, Indiana did on the court as a team, that's what he did to Neil Reed. 
And, and that's wrong. That's wrong. You don't choke a player, whether it's <laughs> he choked a player in practice, he headbutted a player during a game. I mean, throwing chairs across the court. Coaches aren't supposed to do that. They're supposed to set an example, and they didn't. Yeah, I heard say, thanks for the call, Dave. I heard somebody Thanks say, for taking it. I, thanks, bud. I, and I thought it was perfect. We're going to go to break, but just on Bobby Knight. He demanded poise, but had none. And I just thought that was a perfect way to, uh, to kind of sum he up. He was a jackass. I, okay. I'm sorry. Um, he was an absolute jackass. I, I don't – listen, he might have had a nice basketball mind, but he was a bully. He was a bully to people that were, you know, relying on him to kind of help take them to the next level. And he held their – not only their basketball future, but their academic future in his hands and – you know, there's a reason why he never went to the pros because he never would have gotten away with that crap in the pros because someone would have knocked him out. Right. There's no um, way that would have worked. Bobby Knight um, was a jackass. The way he sure, he might have been so a decent coach, but he was a jackass. No, he was a great coach, um, and, and I think he was complicated. And I'm not trying to defend him. There were more instances than you'd like of him being a jerk, a jackass. Uh, even if it, you don't care about how he treats the media, fine. But what he did to Jeremy Schaap, you didn't need to do that. Some of the stories that people have told about if he liked you, I guess it was all it was all good. It was all nice. And but yeah, it was complicated. There was there was bad. There was good, just like anybody. But he acted in ways that you didn't need to act. Oh, it wasn't from my bad, like good, I, just like anybody. He was a bully, and he abused his players physically. And I don't mind the the mental stuff, whatever. That's kind of part of it. But when you get into the physical side of it and you're choking players and you're headbutting players, and trust me, there are far more stories than we even know. Oh, I'm sure. But there's probably was, also stories of him not being a jackass and being a good guy or a supportive coach or whatever. Yeah, we also wash away know. the bad stuff. It doesn't no. wash away the bad stuff. No, and the bad stuff yeah. is there. Um, from my perspective, I just loved watching his rants. I thought the rants and the swearing and all the different things, the blow-ups Very were just entertaining. entertaining for me. I loved the audio of, of you're not going to recover Greg Graham. You're like, I, all that stuff, I used to download that crap on Kaza and LimeWire. I loved watching it. Uh, and obviously, you know, after he passed, all that was out there. So let's get to break. Um, we can revisit this in, in rapid fire. When we get back, We'll react to Craig Breslow and what you thought of his press conference. Also, some Patriots thoughts we're going to get to. Mark and Kitchen.